0: Okay, cool. I'm going to. Awesome. As in, I am recording as well. And now I'm an old woman because I do, in fact, now have cough drops in my desk. Hooray! It's probably called I should have had less when it comes to how much dairy I have consumed today. Because <laughs> dairy is not good when you are doing a speaking, or a singing for that matter.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I just like to chug milk right before I record a podcast to get a good warble on my vocal cords. <laughs> It's Oscar Sunday today, did you know that? And then Tanner cut all of the Oscar takes because none of them aged well. Also apologies if we're harsh to Lindsay this episode, we're a little bit nicer to her next time. Anyways, Glee Project! Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff this show, Tanner and Christina gonna figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening, you're listening to Loser Like Me, Loser Like Me. Hello and welcome to Loser Like Me, a podcast where we, right now, we're talking about the Glee Project, and we're going to tell you what happened, and why it's bad, and the whole show bad. (laughs) But the kid's good. The kid's good. I'm Tanner, and my body just likes to roll.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm Christina, and I'm not going to take it.
1: You're not going to take it?
0: We're not gonna take it anymore.
1: Can you imagine if the song plays as the cast just rebels against the production staff?
0: Oh my god. Could you imagine if We're Not Gonna Take It was framed as the contestants doing a lay Miserables on the production
1: crew? <laughs> I think McKinley should hit Ryan Murphy over the head with her bass guitar.
0: <laughs> that would be Fantastic. And Mateus could hit someone with a drum.
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, You gotta be careful with those things, especially when you're playing rock band.
0: Yes, that is true.
1: Also, if you're a real drummer, you shouldn't play rock band drums on account of the fact that you will try to drum for real and the game will make you lose. (laughs) (laughs) My uncle found that out the hard way. Oh no. (laughs) So he was like, okay, well, uncle, I don't drum, which means I I only drum the way that rock band tells me to. You can play bass because you don't know how to play bass. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways,
0: I just realized we didn't for the first episode, we didn't do a when this aired.
1: (laughs) Whence did it occur?
0: Uh, So this episode, actually, we don't have it written down. I have it written down, don't worry. Okay, cool. Thank you.
1: So, okay. So episode zero from like three weeks ago at this point aired on June 12th, 2011. And then Individuality aired right after it, also on June 12th. And then this episode aired a week later on June 19th. Mm -hmm. This is Theatricality.
0: Yes, and the here's what you missed is basically like, oh hey, all the kids were were real excited that Darren Chris was the was the guest star last week, and some of them did well, some of them did not so well, and Bryce went home, and then they they call Glee the most interesting show on TV so far,
1: the most interesting show in the world.
0: Citation needed.
1: V- very much so. Anyways, the kids return from their uh. Id- the not quite impromptu rendition of Keep Holding On where Bryce sang the main part as he left and they all just went ba pa ba ba pa. So they walk in mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, it's so sad that Bryce went home. Holy shit, we get to sing Bad Romance.
0: Yep. And two of the contestants are determined to win in particular. Um, Hannah, who is the fun redhead, and Alex is also determined to win.
1: Yeah, Alex is like, if I don't win this challenge, I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> but Marissa also wants to win because she was in the low six last week and she's like i need to stand out Mm -hmm. and it's like well we barely saw anything from you last week because of the editing so i guess you're right
0: yeah and they the kids all stand together and they like practice doing choreography from the show and like Lindsay is kind of taking the lead on this and she's very clearly doing the choreography straight from the show
1: (laughs) i don't want to be mean to Lindsay. (laughs) But
0: <laughs> no, I'm I'm not saying that in a derogatory sense. Yeah, but I'm, I'm about like... to be
1: derogatory toward not derogatory, but I don't want to be yeah. mean to her because I know like a majority of it is editing, but it's hard to see where the editing starts and the character ends
0: and the real person.
1: I said last week. I'm sure she's great now, but I do think she was just like this on the show. Yeah, she is glee splaining the concept of theatricality to the people. To
0: yes. <laughs> And like in a talking head, Emily, who I had to double check this. Emily was one of the oldest competitors. Emily and Bryce were both 22.
1: Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Which is like, okay, I'm, I'm glad that when Emily does real sexy stuff, it's not as weird as when they would get like other people to do it.
0: Yes. And Emily in her talking head calls Lindsay a phony. And I'm like,
1: eh. The real people, we don't want to judge. <laughs> We're trying yes. to hold true to that, but Lindsay, I just, I just think Lindsay was very much lost in the sauce. The stars stayed yeah. in her eyes far longer than everyone else's.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, it's time to perform for the special guest judge, and it's mm-hmm. uh, Academy Award nominee Adele DeZim,
0: <laughs> And all of the theater kids go batshit. <laughs> ah! And because it's like, every one of them knows who Adina Manzel is. If... They, for some reason, don't recognize her from Glee, then they know her from Wicked. And if they don't know her from Wicked, then they know her from Rent. And since they, like, have her, like, walk down a hallway, my note here was, I wonder if any of them thought that she was Leah Michelle at first. <laughs> <laughs> they do bad romance, and they have, like, two spotlights that just, like, come up in front of where they are doing this. And my note here was, if you thought they were being theater kids last week,
1: <laughs> they definitely are this week. That is my first note. It's so theater kid-esque. <laughs>
0: yes because it's, it's literally just like all of them like jockeying to be in the front of their performance and to show off for idina menzel
1: yeah um i will say i feel <laughs> Which like is not a dig i feel like hannah and ellis kind of get shafted because their only up parts are getting to do the rah rah rahs rah, ah,
0: mm-hmm. but then like Lindsay kept like inserting herself into the front of everyone
1: yeah, yeah also she has some flock of seagulls hair <laughs> I don't know. This one I will blame on the production, because I know they did their makeup for a lot of stuff. So I'm going to say the production decided, you know what Lindsay needs? Some weird bangs. (laughs) I had notes for a lot of people, because there's a lot of stuff to note for this homework assignment. Mateus, Mm -hmm. he's once again doing the belty thing that I did last week, but it's still great. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, good falsetto riff.
1: Alex is amazing. There's no other way to put it. (laughs) Yes. Damon is trying to look like a bad boy, but it doesn't quite work, because he's wearing a powder green polo shirt and a powder green hoodie. And then he just tries yeah. to do some hip thrusts.
0: Yeah, it's not in Damien's wheelhouse.
1: <laughs> Cam is hot, and there's really no other way for me to say it.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong.
1: And I, I was. Hang on, this was 2011. I would have been 19 when this aired. Not even. I still would have been 18 with the, when this aired. So I was actually younger than Cameron at the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I could, I, I was feeling. I was really feeling it. <laughs> Marissa does the world's most chipper expression of autoerotic asphyxiation. Am I wrong?
0: I mean, I didn't remember that or get that impression.
1: She's singing real happily, and then, like, with a big smile on her face, she pantomimes tearing her own heart out and then choking herself.
0: I did not catch that at all.
1: It's with a big old smile, though.
0: I'm gonna take your word for it,
1: Tanner. You, you can- I'm right, Christina. I'm not making this
0: up. No, I, Tanner, I don't think that you're making it up. I just. Did not notice that part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, Alex wins.
0: Yes, and I would like to note that Idina Menzel does like individually praise a lot of them, including she praises Ellis. Thank God, someone's telling her she's doing a good job. Yes,
1: she basically says, "Ellis, you're amazing, and you can do anything with your voice." And she's right.
0: Yes, yes, and Alex does get the win, and they reveal that this week's this week's music video is going to be "We're Not Going to Take It." And the concept is the outsiders at the school wanting to be insiders. So the concept is Power Rangers 2017. (laughs) And also Robert sounds high as hell when he says this. He's like, and this week your song is gonna be, we're not gonna take it.
1: Maybe he had to get ADR'd?
0: (laughs) That would be wild. Like, (laughs) I know ADR is on every show on television, but it would be wild if they had to ADR a producer.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, it's time for choreography. And Damien is still struggling because Damien has never been able to dance. And Mm -hmm. Zach is like, Damien, are you feeling well? And Damien's like, I feel fantastic. Do I not look at?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And Ellis is also not doing great with the dancing.
1: But is she actually not doing great? Or did they just decide that that's the narrative for this week?
0: The... Well, in th- in the narrative that they presented, Ellis was talking down about herself, like, "Oh, I just can't get this move," that kind of a thing.
1: But was that a line fed to her by the producers?
0: That is true.
1: Th- like that, that those are, those are things we have to factor in. Like, unless we can for for sure say that this mm-hmm. is coming from the contestants, we have to kind of yeah. second guess everything. And that's that's why it's hard for me yeah. to like give Lindsay as much grace as everyone else is because a lot of the stuff is just her. In in her own space, Mm -hmm. but like anything involving rehearsal, anything involving the confessionals, I'm taking with the so many grains of salt.
0: Yes, but you know what we don't need to take with a grain of salt is that Matei. Someone was like talking to mateus about something, and he's like, "My body just likes to roll," and I'm like, "Good for you, good for you."
1: (laughs) And and Cam just like does sexual writhing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and at the end of their practice for choreography. Zach tells him that he's probably not going to be there for shoot, but if they look stupid, he'll kill them. And my my note here is just angry emoticon.
1: My note is that Zach reminds me of my old drama teacher, where it's like oh? it's it's a very playful ribbing. Like my old drama teacher would often call us meatheads, but he meant it in the nicest way possible, and everyone liked that guy. Okay. So it's it's very much the same energy and. I, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but from what I've heard, like, a lot of people liked Zach really more than any other experience on the show. Mm-hmm. And you also have to remember that with the choreo, anything that people are struggling with, it could be, like, from the first five minutes of rehearsal, and they were probably in there for, like, two to three hours. Yeah. Which is the other yeah. thing. Any choreography they struggle with is because they only had two to three hours. Mm-hmm. But no, Zach is still in my good graces, because I didn't, I I can see how it could come off as mean, but I read it as like, uh, Zach's just being a funny guy because he has a rapport with them now.
0: Mm-hmm. My protective parent hackles were up, so.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Zach Woodley, come on the podcast and defend yourself. <laughs> you seem like a chill guy, and also I want to ask you about High School Musical the Musical series, which is also a show you choreograph.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be nice. would enjoy themselves. Yes. Anyway, it's shoot day.
1: More like shoe day, because everyone's got platforms.
0: Yes, Alex immediately goes for the kinky boots.
1: (laughs) They're all kinky boots, let's be honest.
0: Well, yes, but (laughs) Alex is one of the first ones featured in the platform shoes, and they are the red sparkly platform heels from the musical Kinky
1: Boots. This is very true.
0: Yes. And this week, the way that they're staging this music video, which we'll see in a sec, is like is like it is a dream sequence of the contestants being bullied and then having a sequence about how they're not going to take it. Everyone is in variations on red, black and silver for the dream sequence. Ellis is nervous. Hannah is also nervous because she's natu- she she says that she is naturally the class clown and then she's like, "But I'm going to play it up." And she, from what we saw, she was playing it up well. Yeah. But then we get to see kind of This is weird because they kind of, like, intersperse working on the music video and time in the booth.
1: Yeah, weird editing choices. Also, they're Mm -hmm. like, they're like, Samuel didn't like his voice this week. But this is, like, the only time Samuel has to say anything this episode. But the reason they had to force Sam in there is because he's gonna win. So they need to make sure you don't forget Sam! Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. They showed a part where Emily got to... Uh, Hit a guitar against the ground, but thankfully did not break because those things are expensive. (laughs)
1: Well, it was I guarantee that was a prop guitar that was meant to break, and they probably wanted her to break it. Mm. Like, no, you don't even, like, a real, no one's gonna volunteer their genuine guitar for even a pantomime of a a smash like that. You buy guitars specifically for that reason.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Or as, I think it's the guy from Nine Inch Nails once said, if an instrument fails you on stage, it must be punished.
0: (laughs) Nice. They styled Cameron to look like David Bowie. That's
1: my exact same note.
0: (laughs) McKinley couldn't connect with Nikki in the booth. Uh, I think Nikki literally said, forget your inhibitions. And I wrote down, feel the rain on your skin. Exactly. (laughs) In the music video, McKinley is on bass. Mateus is on drums, even though he's like, I don't know how to play drums, so I'm just going to kind of do my best.
1: (laughs) Okay, so here's another thing. So early on... Brooke, who's the co-choreographer for Zach, and she's taken over mm-hmm. for the music video. She's like, I'm just, I'm here to make sure you guys look good. And is like, I just don't want to look stupid. And she like kind of gets singled out for that. Yeah. But the thing is like half the people were saying, I'm worried about looking stupid. And I will say mm-hmm. that the point of this theme week, and also the point of the show, is that it's Glee. You're going to look stupid no matter what.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, look, you know you're going into the clown show, right? <laughs>
1: exactly. But also I'm thinking, was there a point where production staff were like, are you worried about looking stupid? And the kids would probably be like, I wasn't before, but I am now. I guess I'll vocalize yeah. it for the yeah. purposes of your narrative. Yeah. Does this count? I don't want to say it's gaslighting, but it's like a few steps removed, I feel, sometimes for a lot of reality yeah, shows stuff like this.
0: That's fair.
1: Lindsay's theatricality it looks like a flapper and it looks dumb. And that's not on her, but it doesn't change the fact yeah. that it looks dumb and clashes with the rest of the outfits.
0: Yeah, because like, she's the one who is mainly in silver and everyone else is in red and black and maybe like silver accents or something.
1: Yeah, it looks like she was an extra from Chicago who wandered onto the set <laughs> of Rock of Ages.
0: A little bit, yeah.
1: And also Damien has terrible spiked hair the way that I had when I was in fourth grade. <laughs> which is also not yeah. his fault.
0: No. But I do want no. to bring it up. Yeah. Um we should talk about what they do to Ellis. <laughs> oh my
1: god. Okay, you take the lead on this.
0: Yeah. So they in the shoot, they go to they say, "Okay, Ellis, you're going to be up on stage with everyone else and you're going to like beckon to this guy from the audience and he is going to come up on stage and you are going to kiss." And Ellis is clearly nervous about this and like in a talking head, she mentions like, I have actually never had any kind of a kiss with any person, which I don't think is something that is fed to her. I believe that is true, because she is clearly uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) And they say like, oh yeah, it's like the production crew is like, oh yeah, it's just fine. Like, you can mime kissing here, but like, actually kiss him when we go to shoot. And they do actually kiss in the shot, and like, Ellis is like, still kind of like, You can tell she's kind of like, and then once they stop rolling, Lindsay is like, good first kiss, huh? And Ellis is like, great, that like, no, it's not my first kiss. And she says it so quickly that, like, you can tell that everything's, like, not okay. And she even asks the actor who she had just kissed, like, please, like, please just go along with us, okay? And I'm just like, honey.
1: Yeah, now- protect. <laughs> I, I will say that Ellis, she does do very well for what she is told to do. It's just the fact that she should not have been told to do it in the first place.
0: Yes. Especially with, like, no preparation.
1: And it very much goes into I'm sure it's been a discussion for a long time, but it feels like it really rears it head, reared its head in recent years, the idea of having intimacy coordinators on set for these kinds of shows. And especially mm-hmm. on a show like this, not necessarily with Glee. But the Glee project. Yeah, well <laughs> amateurs, but also young people. who need to make sure that things are safe and consensual and help them kind of decompress if it's needed, but also ensure that they're not put in situations where the production can say it's needed and then someone can say it's really not. And this Mm -hmm. is, it's something that's going to rear its head again next season. And I watched a video essay, which, hey, if you Google The Glee Project on YouTube, one of the first results is going to be a video essay called The Glee Project and American Tragedy
0: interesting.
1: Um, this is by Lucas Modzlewski, and this essay only focuses on the second season, but one thing he points out for that is that one of the contestants is constantly like being pushed to be sexier, and mm-hmm. he points out that like while yes, people like have this idea of Glee being a very sexual, very horny show, a lot of characters don't need to deal with that, like Amber Riley, Jenna Ushkowitz.
0: Mm-hmm. Those
1: are the main two, really. But like, for as many characters who are pushed to be more sexual on that show, there are just as many who have much more... I guess the best word is chaste? Uh, like, intimacy? Where it is just kissing, and it's not completely getting... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Yes, I do. So that's the situation. And it's it yeah. also mirrors something from Degrassi. Where Degrassi, which gets a lot of props for having real teens, for training the real teen issues... Which is a good thing when handled correctly, in my opinion. And let me find the actor's name. Because mm-hmm. I'm probably going to want to try and mash up... No, yeah, Casey Guthrie was the character. The actor's name was Sam Earl. So I think like a year or two ago, Sam, Sam Earl got on Twitter and was talking about how like he was only... 14 not yeah he was 14 when he started Degrassi and he was like kind of put as one of the male leads and his character kind of turned into a bad boy it went through a bunch of things but basically he was put in a lot of things that while it wasn't a lot of like high key intimacy on screen he got a lot of objectification from fans and he made a point how there was no one on the Degrassi production staff that helped him deal with that and figure that out. And it got really yeah. creepy for him at a lot of times. And that's part of why he ended up leaving partway through a season. Mm-hmm. And so it's just this whole thing where it's like... It also... There, there's so many fucking dovetails in this. But it also kind of goes hand in hand. Hand in yeah. the lovable hand. With this our skewed idea of what a teenager looks like. And that is yes. because so many teens on television are played by people in their mid-twenties and up. Yes. The reason for that is because of labor laws. You do not want to be forcing someone who is not of age to be going through adult levels of labor. Yes, And so then, because they look older, people have a good idea of a teen, so when they see a real teen, they seem younger, but also they expect things of them that they would expect from an older person. Like being sexualized. Exactly. And so it's kind of this whole mess of things where it's like, I am in favor of putting teens in the role of teens for shows about teens for teens, but it has to be handled well, and Glee is not a show that handles that well. No. (laughs) Like, can you you imagine if they had real 16-year-olds on Euphoria? And I know Glee is not Euphoria, but can you imagine... (laughs)
0: No, I cannot. Yeah, exactly. With all the shit that I've heard goes down on Euphoria, I cannot.
1: (laughs) And I feel like I've gone on 17 different tangents with this general feeling of ugh.
0: Mm -hmm. The
1: point being, I think my point in the end is that Ellis, like, instead of them telling Ellis she's going to kiss someone, end of sentence, they should have been, Ellis, are you comfortable kissing with someone? And she could have gone, uh, uh, I don't think so, I don't think I should. And then they could have worked with that. And mm-hmm. maybe, heck, it's, I'm not going to put words in her mouth, but it's entirely possible that if they floated the idea, she would have been more receptive than if they just said hard and fast, you are kissing the boy.
0: Mm-hmm. It's all about, like, I'm gonna, I feel like it's all about, like, consent, too. Because it's like, yeah, like, if they it, had given Ellis the option, then she could have said, like, yes, I consent to kissing this person on screen. Exactly. Or, no, I do not consent. Exactly.
1: <laughs> It's just a whole real, real skeevy thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But of course, the other thing on top of that whole Jenga tower of bullshit is mm-hmm. that at this point, as Ellis has talked about on her Tumblr, she really didn't know what they wanted from her at this point. Like whether they wanted her, her character, quote unquote, to be the little girl or the girl who's trying to stop being a little girl. Mm-hmm. That oh, that that's mm-hmm. another point I was trying to make is that Ellis like makes two jokes about how she looks young. She really doesn't look that young. She looks like a normal teenager.
0: Yes she looks like a normal eighteen year old exactly
1: um but like she it's uh, something that they just picked up on and pigeonholed her into that, but because she had no idea really what they wanted from her, she was basically just going along with anything they said
0: Mm-hmm. again, Ellis, if you're listening we're we're sending you all our support
1: <laughs> exactly anyways um, the music video it's i'm not gonna go into as detail as much as I did last week because th- I can't remember a play by play of it,
0: yeah. I I have a little bit of the play by play. Okay. Basically, we go into the music video, and we see Alex going through the lunch line, and like the person working the lunch line, like throws junk into Alex's lunch. It's a
1: slam and, dunk of jello.
0: Yeah, and then they get shoulder checked by a football kid as <laughs> as they look straight into the camera, like they're on the office. <laughs> But then it kind of got. It kind of does, like, I'm gonna call it, like, a glitch transition, where it, like, shifts between frames really rapidly. And Alex gets the opening wail as now everyone's in their punk performance costumes.
1: Wait, were, were you trying to describe a match cut?
0: Well, no, it's not a match, like, it is not, like, an exact match cut. Okay. Because it, it, like, f- I don't actually know much about how to describe screen transitions.
1: Hang on, I'm gonna look up the music video. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Uh, that's just the audio, that's just the audio, that's all just the audio, that's the original one. Uh
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh, sisters.
1: Uh Uh-oh, Twisted Sister.
0: (laughs) Also, I just want to give a shout-out to the fact that Ellis did do Akinator on herself.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's like, it's like a lens flare. It kind of flares and goes sepia tone, and then when it comes back, Alex is in, like, the, the metal makeup, the glam makeup. Ah. Anyways, that was a weird thing to get technical about sorry yeah it's
0: okay it's okay (laughs) anyway like alex does the big whale then you could like it's basically like different shots of like the kids who are doing um who are like in the band like performing in the band and hannah like walks the runway and sounds really good i want her to be a punk singer (laughs) cameron does a trust fall ellis is doing well you can tell that she's kind of, like, unsure of herself.
1: And who can blame her? She's on the Glee Project.
0: We don't blame her. And Lin- there's a point where Lindsay does a big kick.
1: Oh, I forgot that she also has terrible cowboy boots. Like, what the f- Who the hell picked Lindsay's outfit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, McKinley does a big spit take. I don't know whose mm-hmm. choice that was, either. It wasn't hers, because she was confused mm-hmm. about it in the rehearsal. Yeah. I'm just rewatching the video right now. Mateus, do drum. Mm-hmm. Emily, do smash guitar. <laughs> Here comes Hannah's big moment. She's in, like, this big, awesome, like, plush coat. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cam does a stage dive. And then Ellis. So Ellis, she kisses the guy. And then she, like, just tosses him back off the stage. And he, like, falls into the crowd. And the guy beside him is like, huh? <gasps> yeah! <laughs> So yeah, that's that's, that's my fi- our final take, is in spite of the bullshit, Ellis does great.
0: Yes. And I forget how the music video ends, except for Alex Alex getting another big whale at the end.
1: Um, ba-ba, that's... It's everyone celebrating. Oh, that's Ellis' big moment. Cut all this dead air while I'm just watching this music video. <laughs> <laughs> they use, like, the same take of McKinley's spit take twice.
0: Ah, I didn't notice that. Oh, it ends
1: with Alex doing a death drop. Oh, nice. So, hey, shablam. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, back to the dorms. Quote-unquote, the dorms, the cabins, the shack. Yeah. Ellis calls out Lindsay, or Lindsay is like, Ellis, you have an attitude. And Ellis is like, Lindsay, you're kind of a fucking bully. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And everyone else is like, yeah, yeah, it's hard to argue with that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. The way they edited Lindsay, she says that Ellis could have been perceived as having bad-mouthed Brooke. And, like, they're both just feeling so attacked right now. The teens be fighting.
1: Uh, yeah. Anyways, it's time for <laughs> the picking of the people in the bottom section. They're like, McKinley, you fade into the background. singing a piece of my heart. Mateus, you were too cool, but no passion, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None passion with left cool. Anyways, you get to sing Gives You Hell. And Ellis, they're like, you're negative. And she's like, I'm aware that you've decided to say that I'm too negative, and I'm going to work on that. And I'm glad that I am in the <laughs> bottom because now I know what I can work towards.
0: Yeah, like, she's like, oh, yep, I'm, like, I'm glad to be back here. And they're like, well, why are you glad to be back here, you negative Nelly? And she's like, well, now I have, this means that I will be getting concrete and constructive, concrete comments that I can use to improve myself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which is fair. Anyways, they tell her to sing Mack the Knife, which, in my personal opinion, is just a bad song. But Ellis is excited because it's jazz, baby. She's a jazz girl.
0: Yeah, jazz. Anyway, you get two hours to two hours to sing for your life. And the only comment that I wrote down from them was that McKinley is excited to do "Take Another Piece of My Heart" because her mom loves Janis Joplin, and so she listened to it a lot glaring up. Yeah. And Mateus is like, "Oh, hey, I still have a kiss mark on my cheek from when Emily like was giving everyone hugs and kisses as she left." the stage when they were in the bottom three and he's like I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna roll with it.
1: <laughs> he doesn't though when he goes out to perform he doesn't have it on anymore which is a bummer. <laughs> it would have been fun
0: It would have been fun. And then it's time to sing for your life.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Ellis is first. She she maxed the knife. She sings it good I'm still of the opinion that this song itself is not good but she sings it good.
0: Yes and they're like <laughs> Ellis takes everything so personal but she's a
1: also, they're critiquing her personal abilities. How is she not supposed yes. to take that personally?
0: They're critiquing her personality.
1: <laughs> but he does say that she's a character and he likes that she does the jazz and he wants to do more jazz and he, and he can write for her.
0: Mm-hmm. And she's like, thank you for saying that. I am going to try to work on my attitude and I'm going to try to be more positive. And then she walks out the stage, and they're like, well, she's just saying that.
1: <sighs> okay, next.
0: Next, Mateus gives you hell.
1: He does give hell. He does forget some of the lyrics at the end because he was just going hog wild.
0: Yep. He he gets really yelly during the chorus and he spends most of the performance hopping on one foot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, good for you.
1: He has excellent stage presence.
0: Yes, he does. And like, during his comments, someone says, oh, you, Mateus, are what Glee is all about. And- He kind of, like, talks down about himself, and then someone prompted him to say something. He's like, yeah, I'm, like, trying to be sexy. And then Ryan Murphy was like, so you think you're sexy? Like that Regina George meme. (laughs) And then Ryan Murphy, uh, after Mateus walks off the stage, is like, yeah, I think we could use Mateus as a token character. Come on, we got- and he literally says, come on, we gotta sex that kid up.
1: (laughs) Ah! I mean, at least Mateus is down with it, question mark.
0: (sighs) Yeah, it's- I, I just- No, I this get This is probably also just part of me being ace, but it's just, like, the- the idea that you- that someone would look at someone and be, I would like to sexualize you for a fictional character, is just-
1: <laughs> yeah. Hang on, I gotta objectify you real quick.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, literally.
1: I am no longer looking respectfully. Yeah. Uh, anyways, next up is McKinley, and she sings good, but Ryan's mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to write for you. And I'm sitting here like, damn, Ryan, if only you were a writer who knew how to write characters and acts of fiction.
0: Yeah, and they do mention, like, they're they're like, we feel like there's a part of herself that she's concealing from us. And I'm like, hmm.
1: They should just give her the fucking cowboy hat. Just give her a cowboy hat at the beginning. At least there'd be something for you to latch onto.
0: Like, for God's sake, according to Wikipedia, she is from Paducah, Kentucky. And I am not saying this as an as like a knock on Paducah, Kentucky, but the city population is 27,000 people. I have been to Paducah, Kentucky. It is the middle of nowhere. When I was there, admittedly five years ago, the biggest thing was a Walmart. This is like perfect material for country, but we all know Glee hates country.
1: But that could have been her character. She's from Paducah, Kentucky. She shows up and she's a little bit soft-spoken, but then she sings country song and everyone loves her. And then she probably dates Artie because Artie will date anyone. Yes. (laughs) There you go, Ryan. I did your job for you. Yeah. Anyways.
0: Justice for McKinley. Justice for Ellis. Justice for Mateus. Justice for all of them. Justice for all of them!
1: But this week specifically justice for Ellis because ba, 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 she's been eliminated. Keep holding on. Yeah. And the thing that the, one of many things that breaks my heart is her elimination statement to the confession cam is I was eliminated because they didn't think I could change. I wish I had the chance to show them I can change. And the thing is, and I'm sure she knows that now because she's <sighs> she's grown and she has managed to like banish this thing from mm-hmm. her soul. Is You yes. didn't have to change Ellis. They had to change because yes. you're amazing. Just the way you are. Mm hmm. Anyways.
0: And since they've begun. Since she's
1: begun! She works with horses.
0: Yeah. Again, referring to the Where Are They Now video from Amy Lovett on YouTube. Ellis seems to be living somewhere in the American Southwest, has horses, has had a couple of cool
1: undercuts, has at least one cat, which she takes out adventuring in a cat adventurous backpack.
0: Yes, which is mood. (laughs) Yeah. I would try to do that, except for the fact that I don't think my cat would tolerate it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, as we mentioned, she, during a certain period, she was very vocal about the fact that Glee Project f- just fucked her up. Yes. Like, uh, truly, I've only scratched the surface. If you want to go find her Tumblr, first off, don't bug her. Don't fucking bug Alice. Like, mm-hmm. the, I, the I'm i still on the, like, I, I would love if she came on here for an interview. I'm still on the fence if I actually want to go on there and say, hey... I know you haven't spoken about this in four years and you have every right to, and you have every right to just block me right off the top. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. other fun facts. Um, th- apparently there was a rumor that she had a crush on Damien, <laughs> which <laughs> was not true, but she did like him as a friend and she like encountered him a few years later and there was nothing but like fun stuff to be had between them. So she said that she- he's probably a good soul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was in a group chat with... The cast, at least until 2018. I don't know if that's still the case. If anything changed, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is. I'm yeah. solely going off of what she has said on Tumblr. I don't want to pry too hard her private life. Yeah. But also, surface examination on Tumblr. She is involved in like a getting her degree in Icelandic studies or something like that. Interesting. And also, she plays D and D. Excellent. Oh yeah, hang on. Just to rewind quickly. Speaking of of normal people. Yes. <laughs> that's McKinley. She's. The glee takes place in a heightened reality, and McKinley is a normal person, and that's good. You need normal people. You need normal people to balance yourself out. Christina, you're normal, and I don't know where I'd be without you.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Tanner. I have never thought of myself as normal. If anything, I'm water or fairy or psychic, (laughs) but I appreciate that.
1: (laughs) But you're a a centering presence.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
1: I rarely have a manic episode when I'm talking to you. And if I do, it's probably because we're talking about Glee.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. That is true. God, I'm now I'm trying to think of, like, who is the normal person on Glee? Tina. Like, the main series. And I'm like, it's Tina, it's Matt, and it's Lauren to a certain extent. I don't
1: think Lauren, Lauren's great, but I don't think she's normal.
0: That's true. She did ruckus an entire person and stuntman. Exactly.
1: Um, I would also argue that Marley is normal, and that's maybe part of why the second gen never quite found its footing. Yeah. But we're, like, three years away from that.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's be real here. Year and a half.
1: I don't have time to check the, the graph. Anyways, I think, anyway. I think for now we should just... Things that are not a year and a half away are the next week's episode, which is Vulnerability. Yes. So open up or die.
0: Uh, they They literally... The promo for next week literally showed, Hey kids, I want you to walk through a crowded street in California wearing a shame board. Because this won't cause you any harm psychologically, right?
1: Oh boy. That'll be great. That's gonna get real icky.
0: Tanner, (sighs) can we invent a time travel machine before next time so we can time travel back and attack this with torches and pitchforks?
1: I'll track down Vanessa Lengies. I'm sure she knows how.
0: Like, we we tear off these kids' shame boards, and we give them torches and pitchforks to burn them and stamp them into the ground. I'm
1: gonna crack the shame board over Eric White's head. (laughs) You get to do the outro (sighs) this time.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we aren't there, let us know and we will work on getting there. We can be found at LoserLikeMePod on Twitter and through LoserLikeMePod at gmail.com. We already kind of did the next time. So, I guess, uh, three, two, one. And, and that's, that's what you missed, missed on the Glee
1: Project!
0: Project.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just go ahead grab and grab a chair a and listen, listen now. As we, we riff this show, show, Tanner and Christina gonna and figure, out figure out why we love this show. show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause the you're listening, listening. You're listening to Loser Like Me Loser Like Me Loser Like Me